Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adurin Talk Sports, the only podcast that talks about every single team in the sport being discussed. I'm your host, Andrew himself, today with another episode of the Super Bowl case, including today. There are only four teams remaining, assuming, of course, I've done the math right. Uh, so I'm very excited about this. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, as I spin the wheel to find out what team I'm selecting and talking about today. And there's only four slots on this team, so, you know, kind of already have an idea of what it could be. At least a 25% chance. You can check out the link in the description below for Humble Bundle, a program that I'm affiliated with, with game, books, software bundles, and more that support different charities, support the content we create here, and honestly, get you some good deals on stuff that you're interested in, whether you want to learn a brand new language, uh, play a brand new game, uh, learn a brand new coding language. There's all sorts of stuff that's available down there. Uh, I got obsessed with cookbooks uh, for a brief period, and so I have about like 6 billion cookbooks uh, to basically cook any meal that I ever want to make. So, uh, Humble Bundle offers great books, bundles, and all that sort of stuff. Check it out. Again, link in the description below. If you want to make sure it's working, click that link, uh, check and pick a bundle of your choice, and then on the Adjust Donation tab, see if Adurin shows up there to make sure that it is working. Today's team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, this is going to be fun. The Buccaneers um, are two years removed from a Super Bowl case. Uh, from a Super Bowl case, from a Super Bowl win, uh, last year losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion LA Rams, and kind of just brought most of the people back. Not as great when it comes to bringing people back as it was the year before, but they brought back a lot of their talent. Uh, of course, the Buccaneers, there's a few different changes that have been made. Number one, I think, is the movement of Bruce Arians to upper management, I guess is the best way to describe it, and Todd Bowles taking over from defensive coordinator to head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Byron Leftwich, still the offensive coordinator. He was in conversation for head coaching uh, consideration in other teams, but eventually comes back here. And then uh, Brady's retirement slash unretirement has uh, led the Buccaneers to get back this quarterback, that's kind of good, named Tom Brady. You know, he's he's done a couple of things in this league. That'll be interesting to look at. Uh, the Buccaneers themselves, headlined, of course, by Tom Brady, have a lot of talent around Brady because, you know, that's kind of how it works. Brady has running back Leonard Fournette, uh, along with the wide receiver group of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Tyler Johnson, Brashad Perryman, Scotty Miller, and others uh, on this team. Tight ends Cameron Brayton and recent signing Kyle Rudolph are hoping to fill in the gap that Gronkowski left behind when he retired for the second time, uh, his retirement looking slightly more permanent. Though again, with Gronk, you, you never really know, do you? Uh, the offensive line is as healthy as ever with Donovan Smith, Aaron Stinney, Ryan Jensen, Shaq Mason, and Tristan Wirfs uh, as their their main setup on the offensive line. Defensively, their talent is just as great as ever. Akeem Hicks, William Golston, uh, Devin, uh, Devin White, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., Logan Ryan, Carlton Davis, among others, uh, on that defensive side of the ball. Each, of course, planning on making a huge impact in the defensive side of the game and trying to, you know, win the game their own way. Uh, interesting guys on the bench as well. I just noticed this. Uh, Keanu Neal, formerly of the Falcons, is now technically listed as the second strong safety, though I expect him to be on a lot of those, like, um, in like a pseudo linebacker sort of role, because uh, that's kind of how he was playing with the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Buccaneers themselves uh, have an interesting schedule as well, going off of the first-place schedule, but of course Brady is the exception to the rule when it comes to first-place schedules and the ability to kind of ignore the fact that you're supposed to be going up against the tough teams. Uh, Brady starts off his matchup with the Cowboys and then eventually goes on to face, among others, the rest of the NFC South. They play the NFC West, 
which is going to be fun. Uh, that's probably one of the two tougher divisions in the NFL. Along with that, their AFC division of choice is the AFC North, which is an interesting division because I can make a case. Uh, technically, I have, but I can also, if stepping away from the Super Bowl case series, uh, I can make a case for all four teams in the AFC North to win the division and be fourth place in the division. And it's that easy. There are other teams that I can't really do that, you know, outside of this little bubble that I'm in in the Super Bowl case world. Uh, you know, I can't necessarily make that case for, say, the uh, NFC North, for example. But with the AFC North, yeah, no, I can easily see all four of those teams being at the very top and the very bottom of that division. So that's going to be an interesting case for the Bucks as well. And then they go up against a few other teams uh, of interesting note, including the Kansas City Chiefs, which could be a very interesting matchup. So for the Bucks themselves, uh, the big Super Bowl case for them, I hate to do this. They got Tom Brady. I mean, come on. At a certain point, it's just he just breaks the system, right? Literally every if you look back historically speaking, I can make reasonable assumptions for how teams are supposed to work, what they're doing, how they do it, yada yada yada. And then at the end of all of those things, I say, well, except the Brady Belichick era, because that was just different. Because what they've done is just broken all the standards when it comes to expectations going into the Super Bowl uh, playoff picture and everything like that. You don't go to 10 Super Bowls, and yet Brady's done that. You don't win six Super Bowls. Six? Seven? I've already lost count. He's won seven. Seven Super Bowls. You don't, go, you don't win seven Super Bowls, but Brady's done that, right? So a part of the Bucs Super Bowl case is just, well, we have Brady and you don't, and that kind of actually means something. Regardless of how much you want to not, you want it not to mean something. The fact that you have Brady in and of itself does mean you have a shot, and he's probably one of the few players that you can actually say this about, right? You can say this about Brady you can, in the modern day, at least, uh, and even to a certain extent for some of these players, you might not be able to say that. You can say, you know, if I have Brady, I can make the Super Bowl because quite literally, he has made. 50% of the Super Bowls, I think, in his career. Some some absurdly ridiculous stat where he's made the Super Bowl in 50% of the seasons he's played in. Uh, you could say this about LeBron, maybe not to the certain extent now as you did in the past, but LeBron in his peak was basically a lock to make the finals, and then the question was whether or not he would actually win it, right? Like, LeBron was always on the first or second best team in the league for a decade plus. Like, that's that, that's ridiculous. Uh, you can say this with a few other players on other teams. I'm not as familiar with other sports, but the fact that they have Brady in and of itself is good. Uh, the interesting wrinkle in the situation, it may not be a wrinkle at all, is the fact that Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach, and instead it's Todd Bowles. There might be a different shift. It depends on how much, and I doubt this is going to be the case, how much control Todd Bowles has over the offensive side of the ball. Now, Bowles has been historically a defensive guy, uh, and so I expect him to have massive amount of influence on the defensive side of the ball uh, and the defensive coordinator, uh, which according to Pro Football Reference, Alicia's Larry Foote and Casey Rogers, uh, I expect Bulls to be in conversation with them to talk about how they want to play this game out. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, I don't think Bulls is going to have a lot of conversation there. Bruce Arians is an offensive coach. So he obviously had some input, whether significant or not, into how the Buccaneers were running their team. I mean, that's the old no risk and you know, no risk and no biscuit type of thing uh, that, that Bruce Arians has been famous for. Uh, with Byron Leftwich, though, and Todd Bowles as the head coach, it'll be interesting to see how much of that control is actually in Byron Leftwich's hand, or 
you know, because that it certainly wouldn't be a problem. How much of this is in Brady's hands? Is Brady, you know, a pseudo offensive coordinator a la Peyton Manning in the last couple of years, or actually even in his prime at certain points, he was just playing offensive coordinator. Uh, is Brady playing that similar role here? Is Leftwich going to have just complete control of the offense? Or is Todd Bowles going to have some impact on how the offensive game plan is going to work? Uh, I expect... Maybe to, it depends on how Byron Leftwich is as an offensive mind, but I expect um, if Bowles has any input, then you're going to see less risky plays. You're going to see more of the classic, you know, the stereotypical example of a defensive guy as head coach is, oh, we're going to play defense and run the ball. Is that going to be the case here? Does that mean that Leonard Fournette is going to have a huge amount of action? Uh, and then the wide receiver group that they've got here as well is very talented. A lot of high point catching players. You know, Mike Evans is the guy that'll jump up and grab the ball. Godwin and Gage are like your deep threats. Cameron Bray and uh, Kyle Rudolph are security blankets. Like all this team is set up in the same way that all the, the other Brady teams are in that you've got each player playing their specific role and whether or not they can play that role effectively or not is kind of where the Buccaneers are planning on striking. So overall, Super Bowl case for the Bucs isn't really so much as whether or not they can make the Super Bowl, it's whether or not everybody can gel properly. Because if they can, then the Buccaneers Super Bowl case is just do what they've done over the past few years and hope you don't run into a Rams team that's on fire or something like that, right? Uh, that basically is the Super Bowl case for the Buccaneers. I think uh, this case weirdly is complicated because there's not much explanation I can give beyond you know, continuity. And the fact that Brady is sticking with the system that he's been in over the past few years, he's shown success in previous years, so there's really no argument that you can make that he's going to be bad all of a sudden this year. Barring, of course, you know, him falling off a cliff, which I doubt Brady's going to do. That's going to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Super Bowl case. We're now down to three teams remaining. Who's going to be next? Who's going to be the one after? Who's going to be last? You can find that out, of course, by subscribing, making sure you're sticking around. Check out Humble Bundle in the description down below. We're getting close to the end. Thank you very much for listening, watching, and supporting in any way, shape, or form that you do. And until next time, everyone, take care. Hello, everyone. Uh, really quickly, just want to mention this. Uh, this is after the fact. Uh, Julio Jones is signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I'm just going to uh, throw this in there as a little uh, additional segment. Uh, yeah, adding Julio Jones, even if he's half, he may not be as healthy as he was with the Falcons, but even adding him to this team that has all the wide receiver talent that they do, um, yeah, that's just additional talent for their Super Bowl case. Uh, this is being done after the fact. I didn't realize that Julio Jones was being signed, and then he did. So, yeah.